If there's a message in your mind that says you're supposed to have it figured out by yourself, like, you know, the people in these books, That's all these, the, you know. Um, yeah, I, th I believe that specifically is like American conditioning. Like, I think yeah. that's super, um, super narrow. And the idea that, like, we have to get everything done by ourselves or, like, kick out your kids at 18. Like, bro, <laughs> who said that? Like, who started that? <laughs> like, why? Like, what are you, like, in other cultures, it's so normal to be living at the house until you're 25. Like, it's so yeah. normal. And it's just, like, America's created, like, uh, well, not created, but incredibly influenced capitalism to the extent where it's like, oh, we can't afford to have you in the house until we're 25 because mm -hmm. we don't live that way, you know? Um, but if we broke out of that conditioning, it's like, bro, like, we're just trying to be able to support and cultivate the strongest community that we can, especially of our loved ones. So it's yeah. like, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? All that conditioning where it's like, oh, we got to do it by ourselves. Nah, like you want to go farther, you go together. If you want to go yeah. fast, go alone. But fast yeah. is never the right decision. I, I don't think it's ever the right decision. Welcome to the Taking Out the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is George Hofstetter. Listen, I just want to tell you before I even try and introduce George, uh, that George and I met almost seven, eight years ago um, when he was in, I think, the eighth grade. Uh, he was a coder. He was a tech young man working in this world of, of, of hackathons. And I got invited to an event put on at the Oakland Hub by Kino Labs. It was a hackathon. And I was invited to show up and maybe be a coach or support and however. And I actually thought, had never been to a hackathon. So I, I was like, sure, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all involved in mentoring. I run this mentoring organization. And I get there and there's young people from all over the Bay Area. And George was there. I noticed him really early on. He just carried himself with a confidence that was like you could feel it. And not only was he had a, a vision about what he wanted to create, he stood up in front of all these people, hundreds of people, and said, here's what I'm trying to do. Now, George is a CEO. He's a young man really changing the world. And his, if you look at his company, George Hofstetter uh, Technologies, uh, what their goal is, what they say is changing the world's perspective on race using innovative technologies and authentic solutions. And this is the work that he was doing when he was in the eighth grade, but has now built his own company and is now hiring people and is now um, working to change the world. You know, it's been really powerful in this work of Ever Forward, watching young men grow and do amazing things. But it's been even more amazing watching young men from afar who were not a part of Ever Forward, but who are out in the world, finding mentors, finding opportunities, and pushing themselves forward is really amazing to see. In this conversation, a young entrepreneur uh, gets to talk to a to an old uh, entrepreneur, and just realizing that there's so much we have in common. So much of the challenges of of, of business work, but also just being ourselves, falls into play every time we we communicate and we connect. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation with George. Um, as we connect in a deeper way. 
as we recall meeting each other back in 2014. And his team even won that hackathon, which was such a beautiful thing to see. Um, I The hackathon was a three-day event. If you've ever been a part of a hackathon, they, they work all through the night to code and tech and to build something. And it's really great to see him um, using that passion that he had so many years ago, still driving him today. If you have not yet had a chance to think about who you are as a person operating in the world, but knowing that there's so much more to you than anybody gets to see usually on a daily basis, think about creating your mask also. And you can do that at 100kmask.com. And we thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to the Taking Off The Match podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is George Hofstetter. And, and, and you may hear some excitement in my voice. Not only do I get to talk to a young man in this space, but George and I kind of go way back. And I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. But I want George to introduce himself, and then I'm going to tell you when I first met George. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, brother? How's everybody doing today? Uh, my name is George Hofstetter. 21 years old, CEO of GH Tech Incorporated, um, University Innovation Fellow at Stanford University, um, uh, Hidden Genius Project alumni, and Board of Director on Kingmakers of Oakland. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God, you're already jumping in. So CEO, board member, Hidden Okay, so for those who uh, have already been in this space, you know that uh, our, our work is about connecting to each other behind these masks. And but, but I can't not talk about how amazing that I think George is. Um, 21 years old, running his own or company. Tell me the name of your company again. GH Tech Incorporated. Okay, there you go. GH Tech Incorporated. Um, the Hidden Genius, Kingmakers of Oakland. These are just programs here in the Bay Area, if you don't know, that are helping young people, young men to find their voice, find not only when they find it, to help them amplify their voice as well, right? Because some of them already have a voice, but they may not know. When I met George, he was, I think, in the eighth grade. He was in a middle school, and he was at one of my first hackathons ever. I got invited to be a, a, a mentor for Kino Labs at the Hub Oakland. So I want to say he was in eighth grade, and he was trying to create an app to help students in private schools Mm -hmm. um to like connect and build community mm -hmm. and i was just like wait how old are you again i, I mean like <laughs> he hadn't had a growth spurt yet but it was like wait mm -hmm. and this young brother inspired me like i was only going to be there that first night i wasn't planning to come back the next day but i had to come back the next day to see what was happening and, and it was so beautiful watching you brother work with those coders and adults and you knew what you were looking for i mean you knew mm -hmm. you knew what you were looking for you didn't have all you know all that, that time like how to do it but when they would say something you're like no i wanted to do this and they'd be like oh okay and then <laughs> i mean i just watched you leading i, I imagine i have crazy. some pictures from back then i'm gonna find them but man it's so good to see you again no it's great to see you again brother uh it's crazy to reconnect you know uh it's really beautiful I didn't know that you only planned to stay for one night. Well, I'm glad you stayed for the rest of the hackathon because that hackathon uh, most definitely changed my life, changed the trajectory of where I was going. Man, and now you're at Stanford. You know, um, like I was a fellow in 20. I think the year that I came to that hackathon was when I was doing the fellowship at the D School. 
Yeah. So now that I hear the crazy. Now I'm a fellow in the day school at the <laughs> University Innovation Fellowship. That's ridiculous. I'm saying the way it's full circle, man. Beautiful. The University Innovation Fellowship, that, you know, Leticia is a really good friend and she's mm -hmm. helped me and she inspired me to like really figure out how we can take the work that we're doing with the Million Mask Movement and grow mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, and I've used a lot that I've learned. Um, I think, you know, when you think about the, what the D School does using design thinking, it's really about mm -hmm. how do we get back to the heart of what the people need, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. it, 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 they use a lot of fancy words, right? Empathy, right? And they start there. <laughs> yeah. But if you know what empathy is, it's like, yeah. what do the people need? If you're a designer or creator, what do the people need? And and the way you can find out is not thinking what the people need, but asking the people what they exactly. need. Exactly, grassroots work, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what really um, was attractive to me about the whole program itself. Because coming from East Oakland and you know getting transplanted over in the Silicon Valley, like an incredible culture shock with like overwhelming amount of resource and entitlement and racism so it's like like it's a lot of theoretical and conceptual like conversations you know what i'm saying when it's really it's really folk outside that are like worse off in east oakland and west oakland and don't have food and shelter um so it's cool to have all those conceptual ideas but it's like we got to have some type of implementation so um the d school was where i got to see that sort of come together Man, and I think that just give me a little heads up. Um, so you are a fellow now, and mm -hmm. are, you, are you in Stanford on campus? I'm or? actually a guide. I'm a I'm okay. a university innovation fellow guide right now for uh, the Santa Monica cohort of candidates that are uh, trying to get into the program right now. So I was accepted into the fellowship fall of 2019, um, right after uh, this like this trip that I took to Africa with the Hidden Genius Project. It was a crazy like two weeks. Um, but yeah, I'd gone through the gone through the training, got accepted fall 2019. We had like our little launch celebration stuff that spring, and then uh, there's a whole new cohort now. So I got to uh, I applied to be a guide because I thought it would, I thought it'd be really important to help um, the new set of candidates like sort of understand what they're stepping into and try to emphasize like the stuff that really uh, stuck with me in the program. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that's really exciting about what you just said is like, like you're now getting this opportunity to continue giving back like that. That first time I saw you at that hackathon, like there mm -hmm. were these folks coming in trying to like help you and to be the to mentors. You, I'm that's right. Like it's it's been full circle. It's been full circle, brother. I went from being the like in the hackathons my first time to mentoring at the hackathons to being a fellow with Kino Labs to. Um, like if you remember that first hackathon, it was could an app have saved Trayvon Martin? You know that was the thing. <laughs> My freshman year of college, I get flown out to um, South Florida and I meet Trayvon's mom with uh, Colin Kaepernick at this workshop um, that I was teaching out there. And for that to be full circle, you know what I'm saying? That was like even more motivation to continue what I'm doing. So since then, and that was before the fellowship at Stanford, right? So it was like this is when I'm in Menlo. Um, so all of this like full circle universal uh, connection, it just fuels like the impact and the driven work. Um, and it's always for the people, you know, uh, right now I'm working with a, um, a program in Oakland, people's programs. I just started getting involved with them, um, but I've been listening to Hella Black podcast since my sophomore year of college. Um, and that like, that's real revolutionary education. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, uh, and then seeing that in action when I, when I was in the field with them in the West, um, it's really powerful work. So uh, I'm just trying to do my best uh, 
and whatever that I'm trying to do. Man, you're doing amazing. You know, normally folks who listen to the show, you know, we don't do the resume thing. We don't talk about, but I'm I'm just super excited to be talking to you, brother. Um, but I'm excited that we get to also now take this dive, right? Like part Definitely. of our work is having Definitely. a space to recognize that there's so much more behind what people see on the outside, right? That, yeah, no, it's crazy. And since you were at the first hackathon, you really saw that trajectory, bro. Like, I swear to God, that changed my life. Like, I don't know if you know, KQED followed me like a whole week after that in school. It completely <laughs> shifted the way like like the perception of folks in my middle school saw me. And then yeah. when they went to high school, it was like, oh, how do you remember me? It was that one kid that was the nerd that had like the videographer crew come and like follow him around. You know what I'm saying? So like that's a whole nother mask that I had to figure out. Um, oh yeah. man and then and then and i only imagine it with all of that because I, I remember seeing that show i remember seeing mm -hmm. i saw you on the on the hidden jeans when they came back from africa i saw that video oh that yeah. was freaking <laughs> stellar it was spectacular uh, right? yeah oh my god so i you know from afar i've been seeing you and i think mm -hmm. this is the first time i've talked to you mm -hmm. in maybe six years um, if I may have seen you once, I think I may have saw you once downtown Oakland, just in passing. But sure. but yeah. this is the, the first time in so long, and so brother, I'm just I'm very proud of you. And Thank I think that, you know, one thing that you, I think that you will be able to do in this conversation, at least as we think about these masks, is all the young people that you um, desire to serve, the ones that you mentor, whether they're college students mm -hmm. or whether they're younger, like you know, from the, in the Kingmakers who you're a board a board member of, mm -hmm. like to recognize that they come trying to show up their best self, you know, mm -hmm. when they can show up their best self, right? We know sometimes it's tough, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're doing their best, but they're, it's, it's rough, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like, what, what are we missing, right? What's happening mm -hmm. behind the scenes? Like if you're acting out in this way, I mean, I know you don't, maybe you really feel angry, upset, you wanna make fun of people, but what, what, are, we, what are we missing? Cause mm -hmm. we're seeing the person who doesn't wanna connect in a really, heartfelt way but what mm -hmm. there's something more to you right definitely something more to all of us there's something more to even the other people on the board that you're with right there's they, they show yeah. what they they show what they're allowed to show and what yeah is is okay to show mm -hmm. but there's probably some other stuff going on behind the scenes that they don't get to talk about you know definitely i just had a uh, we just had like a board member retreat um like when i was in new york it was probably like two weeks ago um, and they did uh, something like a, a bonding exercise. And I've never done this type of exercise before, but I didn't even know how um, how distant we all were before. Cause now we feel like really bonded, you know, as a, uh, as a board. And it was uh, an exercise called Heartifact. So uh, like you grab something, it could be a tattoo, it could be um, an object, but something that speaks to why you do what you do. Yeah. And then you explain it to the group. And then it sort of just peels back, you know what I'm saying, the orange. And it's like, wow, like it gets to the core root of like your person, your purpose, your passion. Um, right. And then you feel super interconnected with everybody else because it all aligns in the mission of what uh, y'all are working towards. So yeah. that heart effect stuff is uh, definitely an exercise I'm going to take and use at the workshops that I held now. Great, man. Well, I mean, we're gonna I mean, we're gonna take we're gonna take back the the peel of some of the layers back of the mask in in this conversation. So, as a guest, I mean, we're we're already fully into this conversation, but mm -hmm. you get to decide who goes first. Either you share your mask first, or okay. I share mine first. You decide, 
And um, um, I could go. I could go. Okay. I think it would be interesting to see some duality with yours, brother. I'm not okay. the stuff that older than me. Um, mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So just show the front right now. So I know. Um, just show if you can. Just uh, either put it where you all just right. show the front. Okay. All right. Cool. It says uh, confident, creative, loud, and outspoken. Nice. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and okay, we'll go from there. Do you, do you want to say anything about any of those, or we'll just we'll go through um, front and front, and then we'll talk I about? I mean, them? I feel like it just speaks to it. You know, I feel okay. like a lot of folks uh, see me when I'm loud, outspoken, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Okay, brother has to be confident." Um, and then the creativity piece is like a lot of the work that I do is very like um could be very introverted you know a lot of engineers mm -hmm. a lot of programmers are very um to themselves uh unisolated and and this genius in that as well uh but for me i don't work that way um i'm like loudly creative um i feel like i'm very extrovertedly creative um <laughs> and it's been that way since i was a kid you know and it's just sort of grown it's just sort of i had to i've had to work out of some some of the like United States education system conditioning that like dwindles that like outward outspoken creativity. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of, that's how I, I, I feel like I've been described by others throughout my career. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Thank you for that, brother. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. That's the front. Um, I wrote, these are the three that came up today. These are three came up today. So I wrote, this is just my, my mask today. Yeah. Funny, uh, serious, and hardworking. Hardworking. Right on. And, and I think that um, sometimes I, I've, they go in reverse, right? Sometimes hardworking goes first. But I've used these before in terms of what I what I show. I think because some, mm -hmm. <laughs> and look at the smirk. That's like a smirk. <laughs> like, because as much as I like really try and like, keep smiling sometimes it doesn't it, like i'm just like plain face mm -hmm. right just and if i'm not mm -hmm. purposely smiling at it, it could look like that i'm i'm frowning and so sometimes i'm just in deep thought right and i think yeah. um the it's interesting like competition between trying to be funny and also serious because sometimes the if you're saying things in a funny way it is not taken as serious right Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, he was—he's he's just joking, you know. He's just like, and yeah. then you're like, no, actually, I was just trying to say it in the most upbeat way as possible, but it was actually—I was really, you know, yeah. serious. And I think those are sometimes the things that, as you know, that as we're trying to grow, as I, as I'm trying to grow, and as I'm building this organization as well, and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, it's one thing when you're leading yourself and it's different when you're leading others, right? Because you know what you mm -hmm. mean by what you're either saying to yourself or whatever, but like when you try and yeah. translate it, how do you perceive? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Especially when you're, you know, based on your tone or your body mm -hmm. language or your stature, right? Like all of those things, right? Um, they, they, they can be, they can be complicated sometimes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I I haven't used these in a while. I've been trying to I've been trying to like I've been trying to like think of like what are the things that people that I let people see is one thing I can't really control what people see. Exactly. I, what I'm what, what, yeah. what am I trying to let people see, right? And I think that mm -hmm. 
you know, as we're trying to, you know, we're a nonprofit. So as we're trying to like get funding and whatever, I need people mm-hmm. to see that I'm hardworking and that I'm serious, right? Mm-hmm. And also I want to keep it light, right? Because yeah. we're trying to fix serious problems, but I don't want the funders to feel like I'm I'm uh, questioning their, <laughs> like, do you yeah. really care about the, the, the young men and boys in Oakland? Do you really care? Mm-hmm. Like, that, if you get too serious. It's a fine line, yeah. It's, it's a fine yeah. line, right? So how yeah, do you, definitely. How do you, yeah, how do you dance that out really well? So, all right, that's the front, man. That's the front. For sure. You ready? You ready to move to the back? Most definitely. It's um, okay. I got. I guess I can show both now. Yeah. It says uh, imposter syndrome, overthink, and then uh, observant. Mm. So, if I'm breaking it down from the top down, um, it was it's kind of interesting the way the imposter syndrome set in. So. Originally, um, I'd gone to that first hackathon uh, by Kino Labs, and it, they did a great job of making all the uh, the folks of color there I felt included. You know, like it was probably the most included I've ever felt that young. Um, and I felt like I could do anything because it was like the literally the structure around it was for these kids to come in, um, figure out an issue that they want to solve in their community, and then they have this breadth of resource and mentorship around them that look like them to solve that issue. So it's like, you're included, you know what I'm saying? Like they're asking you what you want, like how do you want to solve this issue that's uh, that's dear to you, you know, uh, or close to home. And I thought that was super, uh, super powerful. So with that being the standard of like the tech experience or the introduction for me, getting thrown into other hackathons and like um i speak to this experience a lot um when i speak it's the uh, the code for america conference that happens like annually um and i was first invited when i was a, uh, an intern at the mayor's office in oakland and that was the first time that i really felt imposter syndrome set in because it was like a sea of white people and i was the only person of color along with my mom and it's like how is that possible you know we're in the heart of downtown Oakland and we're at a conference that's focused on um, literally giving civilians like the agency that they need to feel to, to create the tech that they that they think the community needs to yeah. provide a better life you know um, and it was no folks of color and it literally baffled me for years um, but that was the first time I was like okay I'm not supposed to be here for a reason you know like the structure um, can you hear me brother I can hear you, yeah, man. You're good. Okay, you're good. Um, yeah, it was, it was really like, it was the first time I felt structurally like I wasn't um, supposed to be there, and it was very, uh, it was very, I guess, how would I say it, blatant in the response of everybody there that they were confused as to why I was there. Because not only was I like one of the only folks of color, but I was the only kid like the only teenager, everybody was professionals in tech, right? I just got a special invite from the mayor and I'm with my mom. So uh, it was a lot of whispers. Um, like, why is this kid here? <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, so that was when the first time that came, but then that is like a direct correlation to the overthinking, right? So it's like mm-hmm. when we're in these spaces and you're, and you're a critical thinker, it's like, you're going to be overthinking, right? You're going to be trying to connect dots and you're going to be trying to tell yourself stories to make sense of whatever's going on. So I was trying to make sense of everything. Um, and that goes into the overthinking piece of like, um, how are you perceived? Am I being perceived the way I'd like to be perceived? Um, what is that going to mean to future connections? Um, 
am I, am I telling my story correctly? What yeah. is my story? Is my story valid? Like it's a like slippery slope, right? Um, so I would say that's where the overthinking piece comes in. And then the observancy is just, I think comes from being the loud and outspoken, that, like that aspect. It's like when a lot of folks see somebody that's, uh, that's gonna like stand on what they stand on um, and be loud about it and be proud mm-hmm. about it. I feel like they're like, oh, brother's not necessarily observant though. Like he'll be outside, but is he really thinking? You know, um, yeah. and you know, I I'm not sure if I show a lot of folks that I think like that in depthly. I hope it's understood and it's perceived that way. Um, but I don't know if that's something that uh, folks initially like would think. I think it might be because of tech, and they're like, oh, this brother code, so he has to be like, um, he has to be involved in some sort of like right and left brain dynamic, right? Um, but if we're taking a step back, um, without that tech piece, are you really like, would you consider me observant? You know, um, I think observant can be a lot of different things, but one of the things that I think folks of color would recognize in the observancy is coming from a low community, a low income community, uh, impoverished community of color. Like that's a survival tactic. You need to have your head on the swivel. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to. Mm. So a lot of, when I went to college, a lot of folks would um would they would they'd be confused as to why I was so like observant or I wouldn't say observant. I was just always cautious, like overly cautious. And it's like, bro, I don't care how rich the zip code that we live in is, I'm locking yeah. my car. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I'm yeah. I'm gonna be looking over my shoulder. Like I'm not gonna feel comfortable like at parties past 2 a.m. I'm gonna expect something to happen, you know? Um, But that's just where I come from, a product of my environment. So I feel like that observancy comes from that. Um, But a lot of folks that are removed from those environments that are in like higher education institutions, they don't either expect that or know how to categorize it. They're just like, oh, that's kind of suspect. That's kind of suspicious. Why do you move that way? It's yeah. just like, bro, that's how I move. That's how I keep myself safe, you know? That's right. Oh, man. Oh, you just said some amazing things. And I think I'll just say this before I, I show the back of mine. One of the things I observed also at Stanford in, in my mm-hmm. in, when I, my shock at the D school, I'm like, why is all this stuff out? Like, what is yeah, all this right? stuff they, out? Like, bro, was, it's like, like, yeah. like my brain, I was like, um, overwhelming. Should, but the, but they, but for them it's like oh yeah that's what we just we just leave stuff everywhere it's like oh wow like just the yeah. amazing like amount of being able to be in a space where you can just leave stuff on your desk and know it's gonna be there like yeah, in an open office I mean it's just it open like it was just, yeah <laughs> it was, I was taking everything home every day right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah everything <laughs> you're like wait well y'all leaving stuff in the lock there's not even a lock on the locker there's just like a bun mm-hmm. it's like a bin it's like a basket right there. And it was just like, and I think that you're right. Like people would be like, why are you shocked about this comfort of, because I don't live in that comfort world. All the, yeah. Almost echo ever. chambers, you know, yeah. echo chambers for real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it shows them in so many places, right? When people mm-hmm. are like, like, and I think being observant is one thing is really powerful in that, like you also can be observant when, when, when something is off. Right. And some mm-hmm. people who have are just not either oblivious to it or just have never had to worry about how people feel outside of themselves. So you're like, did you see that? 
And they're like, what, 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 what did you see? I'm like, no, the way that person, and it could be just my mm-hmm. projections. Sometimes it'd be careful of my projections because sometimes it's just my past experiences, right? Like I know, mm-hmm. I noticed the small stuff, like the, sm- the little stuff that were just part of my growing up, right? Like, um, and for some people, it means nothing. I remember the first time I had an argument with somebody about putting my change on the counter than in my hand, mm-hmm. the people I was with didn't get it. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. Cause I was like, Hey, excuse me. Can you, can you give me my change? And they're like, your change is right there. I'm like, yeah, but you put it on the counter. Like I'm, I'm standing here mm-hmm. with my hand out. Right. And it was for the people with me, they were like, why are you, why are you making a big deal? Just grab the change. Yeah. And for me, the way I grew up, it was like, it's a respect thing, right? It's, it's yeah. small, subtle, but to me it's, it. And so I'm like, why don't you get that? Like I handed that person yeah. my money in their hand. I didn't throw my money on the counter. So the, it was like almost like that small thing. But for me, mm-hmm. I found myself having to then defend like this, how I felt about it. Right. And I'm like, most definitely oh, pe- people don't, people don't have to even they don't have to think about those things. Yeah. And now you're validating like your, your gut. And it's like, you don't need to validate that to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So slippery slope for sure. Man, man. Okay. All right. Well, that's man. Thank you, brother. That was beautiful. Um. All right. Well, here we go. I'm gonna show you the back. Here's the back. The back that's happening today it says worried. worried. Am I, my messy writing. Am I enough? Am I enough? And fear of. And fear. Of. I like that fear of for sure. <laughs> and it's usually like dot 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 because it's like yeah. the fear of so many different things. You know. Um. Mm-hmm. Which one do I want to start with right now? Well, I think the one that's the most present, just based on, and, and having this conversation with you, like I'm, I'm inspired by you and and what you're doing, and Thank you. like the 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 where you're in, in, the, in the role you're in and this journey, um, and I think that I'm, I'm trying to remember 21, but I'm also just thinking, man, like mm-hmm. I think the ability to be able to help young people. The reason I started Ever Forward was because there was no mm-hmm. one helping to uplift that voice in me when I was mm. younger, right? Word. Then when I got yeah. to college is when I, you know, I, I met some mentors, some black men who were educated, who were like, like, you know, wanting to help guide you. I joined a, a fraternity. I was doing all these things, mm. but it was more of like, what, 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 what why, why didn't I have that before? Why growing up mm. in, in a city of a whole lot of people that look like me, there was nobody really, maybe there were people who were out there trying, but they were yeah. doing it in such small doses that you didn't get enough of it. And, I, yeah. and so I think that always like, you know, going to an engineering school, right? Cal Poly. And I was like, am I, can I, mm-hmm. can I survive this? And you can, people come in there like already way ahead. Right. And you're like, oh, they're Man. bred for it. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, where did you, I mean, I knew kids when, when they, when I got this first English class and they were like, Hey, you got to read four books in 10 weeks. I'm like, who, who can <laughs> read that fast? Is that even possible? Like, can your eyes even move that fast to read two, yeah. three, four books in 10 weeks? That's like two weeks of book. In my school, you had mm-hmm. to read one book a semester or maybe two a semester. That's mm-hmm. that's unheard of in a quarter, right? But but for them, yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, no big deal. And they're just like, yeah, I'm like, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I think, and I worked hard in school. I worked as hard as they gave me the work to do. I could have probably worked harder, right? And I think that sometimes now as you're running an adult, Right. I should have it figured out. That's what I tell myself. The story I tell myself is I, I should have it figured out. Mm. I should be able to run a million dollar organization. I should be able to like hire and 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 then sometimes I'm like, how do I do this? 
Yeah, How do I... I, that's so valid, though. You know what I'm saying? Those questions that you're asking yourself, like, I mean, that's how I feel like um, that's the perfect uh, reference to like how self-aware you are. You know, like without self-awareness, we're just running ourselves into a circle of like, oh, yeah, I'm doing exactly what I need to do. Like, for sure. Like, am I? Uh, if you're not questioning it just to a little bit, it's like, are you yeah. really self-aware? And then it's yeah. like, you know, I feel like um, I feel like you for sure would have a, a strong support system around that you've cultivated enough to, you know what I'm saying, like support you whenever you're doubting, whenever you're like overthinking. You got mm. folks that are in specific positions to support you in the nah okay let me let me help you here though you know what i'm saying or like oh i see this just phrase it this way you know mm -hmm. like those little things yeah. is where you like sort of like where everyone can completely overthink and then spiral out but it's like nah like all it takes is one person to bring you back down you know what i'm saying yeah. that grounding piece um yeah and I, I would i would definitely say the way uh the way you speak i i can sort of I feel like I can connect those dots that you've cultivated a, a system of support around you to where you're comfortable enough to be in that like high level position of a high functioning organization. Mm, thank you. And I wonder the question is, where do you have like? And so, the, when you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a men's team, right? So that's where I get to mm -hmm. go every Tuesday and like take mm -hmm. off my mask, right? Take off even more layers of the mask that I don't take off when I'm in these conversations, right? But yeah. I think one of the questions is, sometimes it's actually really hard to like mm -hmm. be, to be like, I don't know how to do this. I don't get oh, it. Oh yeah. How do For I do, sure. like, I, I feel inadequate to be able to like, like I have big dreams and I'm like, how does my skills uh, match the ability to get to the dream, right? And so yeah. then, asking for right. help and then not asking for help once, but feeling like I've got to ask a lot of times, right? If mm -hmm. there's a message in your mind that says you're supposed to have it figured out by yourself, like, you know, the people in these books, That's all these, the, you know. Um, yeah, I, th I believe that specifically is like American conditioning. Like, I think yeah. that's super, um, super narrow. And the idea that like, we have to get everything done by ourselves or like kick out your kids at 18. Like, bro, <laughs> who said that? Like, who started that? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Like, what are you like in other cultures? It's so normal to be living at the house until you're 25. Like, it's so yeah. normal. And it's just like America's created, like, uh, well, not created, but incredibly influenced capitalism to the extent where it's like, oh, we can't afford to have you in the house until we're 25 because mm -hmm. we don't live that way, you know? Um, but if we broke out of that conditioning, it's like, bro, like we're just trying to be able to support and cultivate the strongest community that we can, especially of our loved ones. So it's yeah. like, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? All that conditioning where it's like, oh, we got to do it by ourselves. Nah, like you want to go farther, you go together. If you want to go yeah. fast, go alone. But fast yeah. is never the right decision. I, I don't think it's ever the right decision. Yeah. And how do you how do you so let me ask you as a young man who is like doing big mm -hmm. things, like doing like amazing you, things, yeah. where where do you go for your support? Yeah. So I think the work yeah. we're doing with sure. young people and young men is like giving young men in the space and ever forward to to have those conversations with with people. Right. But what mm -hmm. like where do you go as a high functioning CEO, board member, mm -hmm. all these amazing things you've done? How, where do you go when it's like getting Confusion or heavy. I think it's definitely a few spaces, and I think it's definitely um, um, interchangeable for show. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's like, 
an incredible like world altering experience where I'm overwhelmed, yeah. I'm probably going to have to go inward. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's a space that I could go to to where I feel solid. It's literally mm-hmm. like, okay, let me completely detach from what's going on and write everything on a piece of paper. Let mm-hmm. me compartmentalize it one by one. And then let me go into this room and meditate for a second. You know, like, let me literally just be still and sit with myself and breathe. And then yeah. once I get past that first level of like introspection and reflection, then I feel like, oh, okay. Now I can get to that next step of asking for help from somebody, like going to somebody, going to a specific space. But first, if it's like that level of overwhelming, like I got to go in for sure. Because otherwise I'm like sporadic. Um, another one, one space though, externally, I would say is my immediate friend group. Like my, mm-hmm. I feel like I've cultivated a strong, um, a strong group of uh, change makers and critical thinkers and just geniuses overall. Um, that spans like across the world for show, like especially since I've been in college and meeting folks from across the world. Um, but being able to say that like I've cultivated uh, strong, emotionally supportive friendships, that mm. means the world to me because I know I can call somebody in my fellowship. I can call somebody like uh, one of my peers, classmates, one of my best friends from elementary or middle school um, yeah. that has similar upbringing and maybe they don't have similar upbringing, but we can connect on this specific thing really, really well. So I know I can tap in with them and be like, yo, you got like 15 minutes and then we can divulge. Um, but I would say that 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 sense of community is hella important for me. Yeah. Um, and then another place I would say is Oakland um, overall, but there's specific spaces. So like uh, that brother that started um, Kino Labs, Kalima Pryforce. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's definitely uh, been a very strong father figure in my life, and just being able to tap in with him too. Hey, brother, I'm really struggling with this business venture. You know, I have this idea. I don't know where to go from here. Or like, yeah. bro, I need a CFO. I don't know where to find a CFO. Right? <laughs> Can you please help me? You know, like all of those questions, um, and even the questions of like, bro, how are you? How are you? tall strong dark black and vegan and you feel included in these spaces how do you you know what i'm saying like how do you build yourself up like that that's some because i always thought veganism was hella weird when i was growing up and especially in, even growing up in the bay and then now i'm in college going vegan and it's like wow that's full circle it's a it's a big switch but asking those questions and then getting those responses from a, a brother that's been been doing the work on a very high level it's like you feel very supported and you sort of feel safe in those conversations because they've been doing it it's just a blueprint you know and what i appreciate about the mentors that i've cultivated or i can't say i've cultivated the mentor relationships that i've cultivated um they like all of the free game that i get they always want me to exceed it. And that's how I try to pay it forward. Like whenever I, I meet a brother um, that has helped me in one way, shape or form, they're always like, everything that I've done is a blueprint and standard for you because I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have somebody to tell them. So it's like, yeah. if you're telling me, then I have to surpass it. So then if somebody's in my position, you should look at me and be like, damn, that brother's doing this. I know I can do it better. You know, and that's something that I said at the hackathon. It was a brother that I met, uh, Justin Bethune, and I still I still chop it up with him every now and again. Um, 
the, that was one of the first brothers that I met over there. He worked at Dropbox at the time. And I told him, um, you know, like if I'm meeting you now and I'm 13 and you're giving me this free game, there's literally no reason why I shouldn't be able to do what you do 10 times better when I'm older, you know? And that, but being, but being genuine in his response of exactly, like that's exactly the thought process that you should have. That's how I try to uh, emulate and um, produce that for others. Man, man, I, I, oh. hey, yes, yes, and that's <laughs> yeah. what that's I'll that's say, exactly sure. where it is. I, I, I I'm you listen. I, I'm like I'm kind of speechless, but I'm also in the place of like I want you to know that um, I'm glad that you have those circles to uh, for around you because I think mm-hmm. that uh, you know there's this um, leadership gets lonely. Cause you know you're yeah. You're, yeah. you're you're responsible for all of it. Like going to going to him and saying I need a CFO. I've needed to ask that question probably two years ago, and I've been <laughs> like, who do who do I who do I ask this question to? Right? Who do yeah. I ask? Yeah. Where, like I, I've, I, as a question, I'm like, oh, I need somebody to ask that question to too. Like mm-hmm. so now I'm gonna come to you in the next couple of weeks after this is over. I'm gonna be like, hey, George, I'm. I, how, how did you find your CFO? How do, how do yeah. I find a CFO, right? Because you imagine of all the things that we can learn, like it, mm-hmm. I don't think learning comes only from uh, people who are older than you. I think it's for people who are wiser than you, right? And I think mm-hmm. that that's, and so since you've already had this experience now, it's like, oh yeah, do I go to LinkedIn? It'd be like, I'm looking for a CFO, right? Yeah. You messages from 20,000 people from around the world being like, like I oh, am I'm a qualified. CFO. I can do this, you know? And it's like, <laughs> nah, you got to have folks mission driven. <laughs> You know That's right. I'd love to have folks that are of color and coming from traditionally marginalized communities because then it's like, I don't want, because a lot of things, I like a mask, like we were speaking about the mask. I feel like That's a right. lot of folks want to uh, work with me because of the masks that I hold. You know, a lot of folks in my age and where I come yeah. from don't have the masks that I have. Um, yeah. And sometimes that can be really appealing to some folks, but it yeah. can be appealing to the wrong folks and you can't. And you got to really trust that you have a, uh, a strong group around you that can help you differentiate that. Um, that's right. So that's when I reach out to my elders for sure. And I'm like, yo, brother, like, I'm not sure if I'm in the right direction, but this is what I'm looking for. Can you help? You know, um, that sister, Rachel Walker, that I met, that was on my team for Connect the Dots, that first hackathon. Okay. She actually um, was a huge help in helping me hire my engineering team for GH Tech. You know, I was like, yo, I need somebody to be able to help build out this project for me. This is huge. We got a lot of resources behind it, but I need to be able to trust these folks and I need them to be able to to uh, to look like me and understand where I'm coming from. Um, yeah. And then she was like, all right, bet. And, <laughs> you know, now we're like six months later working. So, oh, man. Man, I am very proud of you, brother. I am honored to have this conversation with you in a, in a new phase of your life. And congratulations on everything you did. I, I can't wait to, you, when we can get back together, I can't wait to see you at the D school for a home lunch. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't sure. wait for that. I'm going to bring powerful them. Powerful place. Yeah. It is a powerful place. So the next time they have a home lunch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring our team over there. And, yeah, uh, we're just gonna send me a come. text, man. We got to yeah. yeah, I'll text Milan, too. That would be good. Let's just do it. Let's just plan it. We're gonna. I'm gonna reach out to Milan, and I'm yeah. gonna uh, get him on in this conversation as well. He's, um, you know, I, I really appreciated his his support and guidance, and his keeping it 
really clear about his intentions about bringing more diversity in that space because yeah, as much as i love the real. d school you know it I, is I, no yeah they, it, they, i they mean need, need support, you know? <laughs> the highest institution of white supremacy <laughs> in the land you know um so it's hard to create those inclusive spaces that celebrate <laughs> diversity um but that brother he also and then speaking to the mask like one of the masks that i had on is like i try to be humble like i really do my best to like um be as humble as possible when i can and he was like, it was one time, it was like a faculty lunch and he invited me and like, we're eating and stuff. And then it's not a lot of folks that I know yet. Um, and he's like, we're going around introducing ourselves. I'm like the only student, everybody's like PhD, you know, grad student. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, okay. And it's up to me and I'm like, hi, like my name is George Hofstetter. Like, yeah, I'm a fellow university innovation. Da, 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 da. I run this business, GH Tech. And then I sit down and then he's like, Bro, he stood up. He was like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to interrupt the next person. This brother here is too humble. He did a TED Talk last week. He was in Africa doing this. He was in London doing that. Y'all need to be able to connect with this brother, I promise. And then he was like, we're going to have to work on your introduction behind the scenes. And then I was like, damn, bro, I appreciate that. But sometimes you really need those folks to be able to tell you, like, this is the space where you introduce yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, so... I appreciate oh, that, brother, for that moment a lot. Man, well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna all get together. We're gonna, we have a new game we just created. Maybe we'll get together and uh, play the game, That's the dope. adventure. Um, mm -hmm. Brother, how can folks uh, get? Where do you want people to like learn about what you're doing? Stay on, you know, follow the journey. The tell folks how they can connect with you. I am yeah. so thankful for you being on the show today, and um, no, I want people course, to be able to know. It's been a blessing. It's been a yeah. blessing. Uh, Y'all can reach me uh technologies.com um if you just google george hofstetter and tech it'll pop up click that first link um i have a list of like my projects that i'm currently working on you can reach out uh if you'd like to build if you'd like to collaborate on uh curriculum you know you'd like us to host a workshop somewhere um super down or super with it and it's always for the people um so yeah, you know, especially if you're a nonprofit, you need some tech services to be provided. We'd love to work with you. Um, yeah, that's really what uh, that's really what we're about. Y'all gonna see it if you hit the website. You know, y'all gonna see it. So yeah, tap in. And we're gonna GH link GH Tech Inc on Twitter and Instagram. We're gonna link all of it in the in the show notes for folks, and uh, we sure. can't wait to to share this episode with folks. And we maybe even as ever forward as we're in this inflection point, we may be reaching out to you as well. So, uh, brother, hey, you, will, let me know, brother. Uh, let me know. We love to. Uh, what are the nonprofits we're working with? Got a grant, um, and then we work with them to be able to provide whatever foundation they need in tech, so they can scale uh, and okay. then provide best services for whatever audience they're working with. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, this is the time. And uh, brother, I want to thank you. And for those out there who have not yet made a mask, you can go to 100kmasks.com and make your own mask anonymously. You know, George and I shed our mask here publicly, but we know that there's so many people who are not ready for that type of, you know, being vulnerable. And so thank you, George, for sharing your mask with us. And uh, I look you, forward to, yeah. to seeing you again real soon. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the, at a home lunch or a, a game time real soon. Yeah, definitely. Right on. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Peace. Taking Off the Mess podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. 
Editing, videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we hit this one-year anniversary. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.